Welcome to our 25-day Christmas countdown, where for every day in December, we break down the story of Christ's birth with the hope that you will gain a better understanding and appreciation for the true meaning of Christmas. We're your hosts, Ella and Addie, and we're praying that you would challenge yourself and your friends to tune into every single episode on this 25-day journey. Now let's hear from our listeners. What does Christmas mean to you? Christmas means celebrating the birth of Christ, trying to live up to the ideals that he espoused, and also celebrating uh, the human condition in being good and kind and generous to friends and family and those less fortunate. I love the Charles Dickens story, The Christmas Carol. I've read that multiple times. I've seen just about every movie version of that. So I love Christmas. I'm all for it. As you can see, people differ on their beliefs about Christmas. Regardless, let's jump into scripture to break down the story of the first Christmas together. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. Today is day five, I believe. Honestly, I should not be saying that because I have no idea. Ooh, it's only day five and I'm already losing track. But anyways, today we are talking about the promise of John the Baptist and so we're going to read through this passage here. It's Luke 1, 11 through 17. And I'm sure you can tell so far that every episode is building. And so if you have missed any episodes up until this point, definitely go back and listen to those because it's only going to build more from here and you do not want to miss out on any details. So go and listen back if you missed any. But I am going to go ahead and get started by reading Luke 1, 11 through 17. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth, and he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of their fathers to their children, and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Here, we don't actually um, get into John's life, but the angel comes to Zechariah while he's praying in the temple and promises him John the Baptist, which is super significant. This is a really big deal in the Christmas story. And an interesting thing I read while studying up on this is in the passage, the angel says to Zechariah, your prayer is heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear a son. So here we see the angel coming to Zechariah in the temple and telling him that he's going to have a son. His prayers have been answered. And I'm sure this was absolutely shocking for Zacharias because he and Elizabeth were both old. They had no children. And I'm sure at this point they had kind of given up on that dream in their life. But it's amazing to me how God has answered the prayers of Zacharias and so many other people on so many different levels. Because as a priest, Zacharias was praying for the salvation of Israel, praying that God would send the promised Messiah. And also, he and Elizabeth wanted a child. And here God is answering his prayer on so many different levels, using John the Baptist to make a way for the Messiah, to make a way for the salvation of Israel to come into the world, kind of prepare that way, which we will talk about more later. But 
I just think it's amazing how God has answered his prayers on so many different levels here. And also, the time between the closing book of Malachi and the beginning of the Gospels is referred to as the 400 silent years because in those centuries there was no biblical record existing of God speaking to humanity in any way. This is called the intertestamental period, the time between the Old Testament and the New Testament. A 400 year gap, no record of God speaking. He was silent to his people during this time. And then here he is speaking to Zechariah, speaking to his people again through an angel and telling him he will have a son. This son is going to prepare the way for Jesus Christ coming to the earth. So this is a really big deal here. We're also told in this verse that John will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And so what this means, it's basically just a reference to the vow of a Nazarite found in number six. And I will put that verse down below so you can look at that. But it's just saying basically that John would be specially consecrated to God all the days of his life, as Samson should have been in the Old Testament. And we can see so many in so many ways here that John really is special and something big is coming, something's going to happen because we're told that he will drink neither wine nor strong drink. And we're also told that he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And so John would have a unique filling of the Holy Spirit even while he was in the womb. And then this passage kind of ends with the quote saying, And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. So John's great work would be to prepare the way of the Messiah, turning hearts to God before the Messiah even came. The pattern for his ministry would be the great prophet Elijah when we're told in this passage that he will work in the spirit and power of Elijah when the angel said that, they quoted a portion of Malachi 4, 5 through 6, which I will also write down below. Basically just about the future ministry of Elijah in that Malachi passage and then connected it to that of John's and how John's ministry would play out in his life. And then later in Matthew eleven fourteen and seventeen twelve. Jesus tells us that John fulfilled this prophecy of living out the same sort of ministry, the same spirit and power of Elijah's. So there's a lot going on here just in these six verses of the promise of John the Baptist, the angel coming to Zechariah in the temple here. And I just think it's amazing how God continues to answer so many prayers on so many different levels. And this whole Christmas story is just so rich in every single detail, every single part of it. And just as God is fulfilling his promises here in scripture and Old Testament, New Testament prophecies, he's answering prayers, we can have hope in knowing that God is still doing that today. The God we read about in the Bible is the same God that we worship today. He still fulfills his promises. He will come back to earth one day and rescue all of us who have put our hope and our trust in him for salvation. And so I am so thankful that God answers prayers. He continues to answer prayers. And we can just read these incredible stories in the Bible and know that that God in the Bible is still working today. So that is all I have for you guys today with the promises of John the Baptist Tune in tomorrow. Like I said, this story will continue to build and I will talk to all of you soon.
We really hope you enjoy today's episode. Make sure you tune in tomorrow so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Challenge a friend to start listening and make sure to share this episode. Let's spread the true message of Christmas everywhere.